This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at nine ninety nine each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Oh, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes. Back of the net. It didn't happen in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. A modern day football miracle. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. Right, Chris. All right there. Good evening. How the devil are we all? Welcome along to Leicester Till I Die TV. Um, This is the weekly um, football review show. Uh, Me and Louise will be looking back at all last week's uh, football action. And there's a bit to get through with playoffs and cup finals, etc. Yeah, we're no longer FA Cup holders. Yeah, it was nice while it lasted, wasn't it? Hey, please do what it says down there. If you're watching on YouTube, which is Let It I Die TV, which is where you can find us. If you haven't yet, please remember to subscribe to the channel. Also, uh, smash those lights and set the notification bells because it is the end of the uh, season next week and we're doing a lot of specials the week after, so you don't want to miss any of those at all. And uh, if you're on TikTok, 
L-I-T-D TV. That's where you can find us on there for little snippets when things go not necessarily to plan on these shows. And believe you me, that's uh, that's more often than not. Uh, and if you're listening on uh, your favourite podcast platform, whichever one that may be, thank you very much indeed. It is really, really much appreciated. Um, all all our, uh, our main shows are uploaded onto the podcast platforms and say not just the big ones but they're available on all the major platforms i think we should have a bit of this today it's time for the daily lester Leicester City FC on this day in history with Leicester Till I Die TV. I'll do this now because Louise is way too young to remember this. Unfortunately, I do. <laughs> this day in 1977, I was just le- well, not this day, but in 1977, I was just leaving um, what they were then called senior school. Oh God. Those were the days, my friend, as somebody once sang. Anyway, this day, 1977, uh, Leicester City were beaten 1-0 at home by Leeds United in what was Division 1, and it proved to be Jimmy Bloomfield's final match in charge. Ah, remember that? He was had a very good team then, and the fans sort of kind of didn't like him at that particular point, and they wanted him out. We got rid of him. We got Frank McClintock in. And it all went wrong. And that's why they always say, be careful what you wish for. And this is, of course, Leicester Till I Die TV. Thanks for watching. We'll get Louise in straight after this. You were but the... Oh, she's on her side. (laughs) There we go. Sorry, I dropped my phone. Okay, I'm thinking I'm gonna to have to do the whole show like this. <laughs> oh, that hurt my neck. That hurt me. You see, I'm old. You see, not like you spring chickens out there. I mean, I'm I not remember a Jimmy. Chicken. <laughs> well, I remember. I mean, you're not old enough. You're not as old as me, anyway. Maybe that way. No, but, I don't uh, remember '77. I wasn't you born, didn't? remember? No, 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 no. no, no, I, no, no I was going to say. I was going to I say. I wasn't born until '84, so. Uh, well, you compared to me, mind you, compared to me, everybody's young. <laughs> now, but uh, now, this is what we always say: be careful what you wish for with new managers, because you know you probably heard, you know, and I say you weren't around, but Jimmy Bloomfield, you know, we had the Alan Birchnells, the Frank Worthingtons, the Keith Weller. We never actually won anything, but it was a great time. We we just played such nice football, and we got to a semi and everything. But um, yeah, the fans weren't happy. They got rid of Jimmy Bloomfield. We got Frank McClintock in and got relegated the next season. Okay. Not unlike not unlike Peter Taylor, really. But <laughs> there we go. But uh, anyway, Premier League, and we we're going to be finding out this well. By, by the end of next week, who will be joining us? Um, I mean, th- we've had we've had the first round of playoff matches. Luton are playing Huddersfield uh, tonight. They're at one-one from the first leg, and Sheffield United obviously lost to Forest at home, two-one. Uh, who would you like to see come up out of the four? I mean, are you the? I would like Forest to come up because it's a local derby, or. I don't know, a lot yeah, of people... I am. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> I am, yeah. Because it's always been difficult for Leicester because we don't really have rivalry. You know, Forest rivalry isn't really with us. It's with Derby, but yeah. at the same time, I have a lot of family members that are Forest fans and a lot of friends that are Forest fans. So, mm. you know, it just had something to it, you know, two games a season at least. And mm. it's, you know, a quick and easy... Um, Away game. This, this this is true. I thought you were going to say a quick and easy six points. Then I said, please, please don't say that. Not after what happened earlier in the season. I I guess because it isn't like a, a really fierce rivalry. I think it's sometimes it's more. I mean, to me, it was always Coventry because only because they were the nearest team yeah. you know, to us, but. You know, and even that was never really kind of you know. We've got no other team, have we, in our county? And this is no. the thing: we're we're, we're, a, yeah. we're a single a club county, so 
and that's, that's why. And I said they did beat us, and that that kind of still hurts. My, my, but my therapist tells me it's good to talk about it. So. Well, you know, again, it's very different. And I think any of those teams come up, they're going to struggle. Mm. They're going to struggle. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in that three that come up, there is always the one that kind of managed to stay up. Obviously, this time it's Brentford. Yeah. So who knows? And that's what these clubs have got to remember: get into the Premier League and worry about staying in it. After that, you know, you can't plan for the Premier League until you know you're there. So. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And I mean, like you say, you know, it was Brentford this year, Leeds the year before that. Yeah. Sheffield United, in fairness, the year before that, all doing better than the actually main two teams that get promoted, who are usually, let's be honest with you, Watford and Norwich, and they usually go straight back down. But uh, Yeah, and again, it's it's difficult because they... Second season season syndrome is a thing. You know, it happened to Sheffield United, it looks like it could happen to Leeds this time, and who's to say it won't happen to Brentford next season. But even if you can give your fans just one real good season in the Premier League, that's something for them to treasure forever for some of those clubs. I mean, Forest obviously have been there, as opposed to Field, Luton and... um, Who was the other one, sorry? Luton and... Huddersfield. Huddersfield and Forest and Sheffield United. Yeah. Luton are the only ones that haven't been in the Premier League then. Yes. So maybe it'd be nice, you know, for them to come up and have a chance at it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the way I look at it. I mean, I'm, I, I'm doing a relegation special tomorrow, as it happens, actually. Seven o'clock uh, on this channel, I've got a, 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 an Everton, a Leeds and a Burnley fan coming on. And we're going to be talking about who's going to go down because it is going to go literally to the wire. But yep. you've got three biggish clubs there that, you know, have had mm-hmm. success in the past. Luton, never really, but I'd love to see, I, I just I'd love to see that a smaller, like Brentford this season, I'd love to see the smaller teams come up and give it a go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, even if it doesn't work out, they've had that chance, they've had that, the fans have seen you know, them play mm-hmm. against the likes of Chelsea, Man City, yes. Man United, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've not obviously not been in that position, but... To never have seen that, mm. like that's got to be a huge thing, even if it doesn't work out for you. And who's to say it won't? No, definitely. Who's to say it won't, you know, work yeah. out. But. When we came up with um, Jock Wallace, you know, as much as it was, you know, great being up and we only stayed up the one season, but it was the players that we got to see. Yeah. You know, the Kevin Keegan and the, and, the, and all that. I mean, it was just like, wow. And. <sighs> It, this is what annoys me with things like UEFA and the European Super League. Football is about dreaming. You know, yeah. as a club, we know that better than anybody. You've, you've got that dream that one day your club, Bournemouth, like I say, when I came down here 10 years ago, were collecting money in buckets outside the Pavilion yeah. Theatre to keep the club going. They could dream about being in the Premier League, and obviously, <laughs> eventually, it happened. And you know, you wait for the change in the rules with the um, uh, Champions League, and you know they're getting no oh, this this conference that we were in. The conference league is supposed to go once those uh, changes come in. And you know, Man United and not oh, Man United, Arsenal, Tottenham, any of them could finish tenth and still qualify for Europe. Yeah, it's just, and it, it's just not fair because no. from a team that hasn't got the history, how are you supposed to get it? Ooh. How are you supposed to get history if you're not allowed to get history? Totally. It's just so elitist. It's so wrong. And it is going to bite them on the ass because clubs will just not spend money. That's all they'll no. do. Yeah. And yeah. then they won't even compete in their own leagues. And then what? You're going to be happy if you're a Man City fan and a Liverpool fan and everyone else is going to be miserable. Yeah. And even though I think, you know, even if you are a Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United, one of those fans... Going away on away day to Newcastle or some, you know, or, or, mm. or Villa or Leicester, wherever, it's a little bit cheaper than having to fly over to Barcelona every other weekend, <laughs> or you yeah. know, so, uh, well, the, none of the fans wanted it, did they? When the no. Super League was was going to be happening, none of the Liverpool fans wanted it. None of the Man United fans wanted. None of the Man City fans wanted it. So no. even clubs that benefit from it don't want it. No. no, the fans don't want it. So, 
But then again, yeah, I suppose you know when 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 does fans matter? Do you know what I mean? That's well, the, that's yeah. the thing. But well, I'm going to say good luck to Luton, and I wish Luton Huddersfield was the um, was the final <laughs> next weekend because uh, I like both of those teams. They were my two that I would like to come up. But uh, hopefully, I say good luck to both of them. And um, as, for me, like I say, I, I I know what you're saying about Knott's Forest, but I just hope they don't. I really hope they don't. We'd never hear the end of it. Wow. They, would def- they would definitely be the uh, back where we belong brigade, wouldn't they? Uh, which, in fairness, Leeds enough. haven't been. I've got to be totally honest with you. Leeds haven't been like that. But uh, anyway. We'll no, see. Leeds haven't been. We deserve to be here. They're, they've been more everyone's against us. Nobody likes us. Mm. Rather than we deserve to be here, which is equally annoying because it's equally yeah. not true. Yeah. <laughs> I like Leeds, I won't be honest with you. I've not got an opinion uh, on them, to be honest. <laughs> we uh will come on to obviously the, the, the league games in a second, but did you watch the FA Cup final? I most certainly did. Um the most entertaining nil-nil I've ever seen. In fairness, I was gonna say exactly the same. It was, wasn't it? From a neutral's point of view. Really good game. It was. It was. And I mean, I kind of want to feel sorry for Chelsea, but I can't. <laughs> they've been there three times. They've lost three times. I mean, that's a better record than Leicester had. We lost it four times. It wasn't consecutively. Yeah, I, I did feel sorry for Chelsea, and not because they lost, but how they lost, because I feel sorry for anybody who loses on yeah. penalties. It is an awful way to lose. And they had chances in the game. It wasn't like, you know, they were hanging on and Liverpool were threatening, you know, all the game. That's not how it went. Both teams could have won in normal time. Both could have won comfortably in normal time. Had, you know, the chances that were created gone in. But that's football sometimes. It just doesn't quite happen. And that's all it went. And the thing about penalties is someone has to miss. And that person must feel awful for a few days afterwards. But Mason Mount should not feel bad because he played brilliantly in the game so i don't think you can ever blame anybody for going out on penalties um it it is it's not an ideal way because like i say it's down to one person but you know at least if you do miss a penalty you hopefully your mates are going to maybe try and help bail you out but you know if you if you're into that last five minutes of 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 extra time and you make the slip or you you know it touches your hand for a penalty or whatever yeah to me, that 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 could be worse, but but no, it, it's like I say. In a way, I feel sorry for them, but in a way, I'm thinking like, ah, oh, yes, <laughs> it's worse than our record, so that's quite that's quite good. They've um, got to kind of look at it as well because they've they've got to the final relatively easily each, each, each time, and okay, on uh, Saturday they probably weren't the um, favourites. Liverpool yeah. were probably favourites to win. Yeah. Um, but against us, they were favourites and they didn't win. No. You know, you got to no. start looking at it, what's going on. You know, three um, in a row is it's a lot. But yeah. they could quite easily go and win, you know, the FA Cup. I mean, Cup last season, they lost Champions the FA League Cup and went on to win the Champions League, didn't they? No, that wasn't a bad compensation, was it? No. And then, I mean, these, these teams had met earlier and obviously in the, um, in, in the Caribou Cup. Um, and I must admit, I was quite. I, I can't stand that Chelsea goalkeeper, Kepper, whatever he's called. You know, I, I've I've not liked him since that time he refused to go off the pitch when uh, yeah, sorry was trying that. to substitute him. And of course, he missed the penalty in that one. So I was praying, I was praying that this also went down to the goalies. Yeah. <laughs> and we said that he wasn't on the pitch, so he probably actually couldn't have taken a penalty, could he? No, he couldn't have taken no. a penalty. No. But it just like I say, it's it is cruel. But at the same time, what, mm. you can't just keep playing forever. And I, mm. my dad always used to say to me, they should just play the extra time, but you have to take a player off every like 10, 10 minutes. You've got to take a player off. So at least yeah. then it's a tactical change. It's a tactical thing rather yeah. than somebody's fault. Yeah. Um, and he said, you know, that's a lot kind of more fair. So do you take an attacker off? Do you take a defender off? Do you... You know, just take your goalkeeper off and just hope that your players don't let it get near the goal. It's fairer yeah. than penalties, but it takes time. So, 
Yes, yeah. I mean, there's, there, was, there was always the uh, golden goal, wasn't there? Where you know, once yeah. you, you, but then you could be, playing, you could be playing well. for hours, couldn't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not just that, but that's unfair as well. Because you used to say if you hadn't carried on playing, you, the other team would have scored and made it level. No, no, so there's, there's, there's no um, Indiana City way, I'm afraid. The, it's the best of a, a, a bad lot of choices, really. Yeah. Um, even to Jeff, uh, J- Jeff, sorry, even to Chris, sorry, just changing your name there. <laughs> this June's going down well, I'll tell you. Um, welcome along, Chris. Hope you are well. Um, right, let's get into um, the meat of the show and let's have a yeah. look um, at the first game. Um, bit of controversy on this one. Um, yeah. One nil to Tottenham in the forty-eight into eight minutes of um, injury time at the end of the first half. I think it all kicked off um, at that one. But the sign of a good team is when you grind out results, whatever way they yeah. come, isn't it? Yeah, that is the sign of a good team. And to be honest, I think it was a penalty. Mm. I do think it was a penalty. So. You know, the timing of it, okay, yes, you're going to be a bit angry, but you're, you're playing the game, don't give a penalty away. Like, that's your own fault for doing that. <laughs> like, yes. I just feel yeah. a bit like Burnley are not using it as an excuse, but trying to make it sound better than it actually was. You know yes. that you're the game's playing. And I thought Tottenham, from what I've seen, were the better side and deserve to win. So. It, it's going to go down very much. Well, it's the last last week of the season. There's a few games midweek oh. for some clubs, but it is going to go down to the um, to the to the last day. Um, this will be our last show, by the way, doing this. So um, yeah. uh, it just uh, we, we're going to be obviously doing other things, as we know. But uh, it, it a few weeks ago, I said, "Oh, it's, it's Arsenal's to lose," you know. Uh, now, <laughs> nobody seems to want that, do they? They seem to be sort of doing their best not to get fourth place. But, yeah. you know, it, it's Chelsea. Well, Tottenham have got it at the moment, but Arsenal, obviously, they, they, they're behind, although they're on two points behind. They have got a game in hand. So it's, still it's in great Arsenal's hands, neutral, then. isn't it? Yeah, it's still in Arsenal's hands then. And, again, like, I think the teams are quite evenly matched. Mm. I want Arsenal to get it. I don't want... Tottenham to get it at all. I do not want them to be our representatives in the Champions League. Um, but it's 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 that flip. Then again, yeah. it's Arsenal. What what Arsenal's going to go and play? Like what Arsenal's going to come out and play? Um, I think they've got a really young squad at Arsenal, and that's where the inconsistencies are. Like I've seen yeah. a lot of it. You know, they they win against these and then they lose against these. Well. They lost two games in a row. Yeah, because they're a young side. That's what tends to happen if you've got a young side. And then on the other side, obviously, you've got Kane and Son, who are basically saving Spurs. So, mm. you know, what? it's it's just going to be a close, close thing. But it is in Arsenal fans. They win both their games, they'll, they'll qualify for it. So. It, what I love about this show is like, you know, you want Forrest to come up, I don't. You want Arsenal to win it, I want Tottenham. <laughs> it's, <laughs> we, it's, it's great to have opposing thoughts. I don't know what, I think I just I just don't I, I just get wound up so much by Arsenal fans and this thing that they have about we're who we are but I suppose, you know, a lot of Tottenham fans It's not like all that. of them though. It's not yeah. all of them as well. Of you know, it, isn't, it, no. it isn't all of them. But, yeah, no. they don't help the situation for sure. Yeah, 99% probably, but not all of them. <laughs> I mean, the only good thing is, whether it's Tottenham or, or Arsenal, it's not Man United. And that's the, yeah. that's the great news. Uh, Chris, I love this, Chris. Absolutely agree. Love the golden goal. It was schoolyard rules. Last goal winner. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Can't come in yet for the game. Can't come in, teacher. Last goal wins. You know? Oh, those are the days. Those are the days. Um, Villa Palace. Um Jeff Schlupp here getting a point for uh, for Palace. Um, Villa, I mean, they've got, they've got Burnley uh, later this week. Uh, they yeah. look good against Burnley. Um, I mean, they've they've won two in five. They've they've only lost one in five. In on the other hand, they're sitting there in thirteenth place. Um, they've they've not had a bad season. If you look at the fact that Gerrard's come in. 
uh, and it's, it always takes time for a new manager, I, as I've, we've said often on here and, oh. and many other shows, to settle in and get their thoughts and their players because they've got you know want new players. And you've got to say, in, in essence, I think I think Gerald's had a very very decent season. Yeah, and the thing about it is, it's like again, it's consistency with Villa. On mm. the day they 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 were good side. But it's the consistency, and that's what he's got to concentrate on getting next season. Obviously, to push him up that league because that's not where they want to be. It's not where mm. Gerard definitely isn't going to want to be there. So yeah. they're going to want improvements. I don't know how much money there is at Villa. I don't know what the situation is with their owners and how wealthy they actually are. But if they spend a lot in the summer, then they've got, you know, that he's going to expect that. Yes. Whatever promises he was made when he went there, he's going to expect them to be upheld. And as long as they are, he'll stay there, I think, for a, a substantial amount of time. Yes, yeah. Um, and try and improve the, the team and the squad. The thing, I, I mean, they've still obviously got a lot of the money from, from Grealish's sale. Uh, I don't think yeah. they've spent all that yet. Um, I, I still sort of have to pinch myself, I don't think, a billion pounds for a player. But um, I just... I think he he he's he's going to do a good job. I've I've listened to the the Villa owners on on the radio, and they're very much along with the same as the Newcastle owners. That they're, they're sensible, yeah. you know. They're saying we are taking it baby steps, a step at the side, a, a step at a time. We're not going to be sort of say we're going to be winning the league next season. And I always think that's a good sign because you know it shows yeah. it shows reality in the owners. And sometimes owners come in. As in Everton, and we'll come on to them obviously later. But yeah. you know, sometimes these owners they don't have a, a grasp of, of reality. No, and that's it. And you know, I've always said it: you can spend all the money you like; it guarantees you absolutely nothing. And mm. only one team can win the league. Yeah, only four teams can get in the Champions League. Yeah, and it was, it's so competitive, and that's part of the the thing we love about the Premier League. But it's also the problem as an owner or as a club. Do you go and spend more than you should trying to chase? Or do you yeah. just say, well, actually, we'll spend what we can afford, do the best that we can with that, mm. and then, you know, you're not going to get in those top probably five or six maybe, but you're going to mm. be just underneath that or you're going to be in the top half, whatever yes. it be. Chris, I, I, I... Manage it. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, Chris, I guess your mum's going to be biting her nails on Thursday then <laughs> when uh, <laughs> Palace play Everton. Uh, and yeah, I mean, this is going to be the, the business. We're not, you know, the window's not even sort of open yet, but Coutinho for 14 million. Wow. I mean, it's a big that, bargain. It's an absolute bargain. Isn't it just? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know. When you've got Grealish for 100 and you're getting Coutinho for 14, yeah. that's crazy. Do you Absolutely ever wish? Because obviously he was he was linked because of the Rogers connection with you know with Leicester every season. At least we've, we've you know we don't have to put up with that anymore. Is there a bit of you that wishes maybe we'd got him? Yeah, because I always, you know you always want good players to come to your club, and Coutinho is definitely that. In fact, he's better than good. He's very good. Hmm. It's not really the place I think we need to strengthen or we need to worry about. Um, the midfield is pretty strong on its day when everyone's fit. But yeah, of course, I would have loved to have him. I'd love to have Ericsson. I'd love to have them all, but we can't have them all. <laughs> we can't <laughs> afford them all. This, this is but, true. Um, this is true. Although, I mean, uh, he has come out, uh, Rogers, and said um, he wants to buy two midfielders. Okay. Then, yeah, um, maybe Coutinho would have been the, the deal. But I think once he'd already gone to Villa and he's got used to playing there under Gerrard, it's yeah. always going to be hard to take him away from that. If they, oh, well, I think they, they wanted got to the do option it. to buy. And yeah, I, I just... it needed to be when he first went, like before we went to Villa. Yeah. And I also just think as well that he might have been the one, you know, we, we you do have this kind of, even now, you know, we, we are buying better players than we used to be. We're not relying necessarily mm -hmm. on freeze, etc. But I just wonder whether it might have been too much for the, you know, the changing room, if you know what I mean. Is that this big? I don't know if say he is a big I am, but you know, do you see what I'm, you know what I'm getting at? Yeah, but if the club's going to succeed and be successful, then that's what's going to have to happen. Yes. At some point, they're going to have to have that big player that comes because hmm. that brings prestige, it brings money, it brings 
obviously a great player at your club. It doesn't always work out. Look at Ronaldo at United, but yeah. eventually that is going to have to happen and they're going to have to pay more for players. They're going to yeah. have to. But again, it, like you say, it has to be slowly because otherwise yeah. you're going to end up in financial trouble and yeah. that's not what we want. It, it is not at all, not at all. Um, we Well, I, I, I wouldn't mind that again, Chris. Brad, good evening to you. How the devil are you? A matter of opinion. Um, get over to um, the well, if you're on YouTube, check out a matter of opinion uh, website. Uh, it's a great uh, podcast show that he does. Obviously, it's all about a matter of opinion. And some that so this week's show is on wrestling, WWE. And my opinion is it's rubbish, but uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Brad, you know, I can't resist it. Giant haystacks and uh, big daddy. That's what we. Sh- that's what we should have back. Um, David, good afternoon. I think our matters would suffi- would suffice over Coutinho. He strikes me as a little bit of a luxury player. Plus, wages would have been an issue. And when you're only getting him for fourteen million, but uh, there we go. We're, we're, he's not coming now anyway. You know. No. no. Leeds United. Oh my God. I mean, talk about talk about. Um, uh, excitement and t- dragging things out to the last, to say, last day of the season as a neutral, it's great. But you know, they they drop right and down below us. This could have probably be the most important goal Leeds have got this season. But are they going to run out of pay- players because they just seem to have them at least one a game being sent off? Yeah, and that is not something that you can kind of get your head round. Mm. Like, you're in a relegation battle. Yes, obviously you want your players to play with passion and, and make tackles. But for the amount that they have had sent off, that's an, it's an issue. And it could be the issue that sends them down. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, you want your best players on the pitch where they can actually affect the game. Um, and if that's not happening, especially at this, uh, you know, the end of the season where everything's on the line, you're going to mm. have problems. Yes. I just... I mean, do you remember back when Newcastle uh, came to play Leicester, and um, they had, John Carver was the manager, and he came out and accused one of his players of wanting to get sent off. Yeah, I and, do remember that. Yeah, and it's almost like, and I'm not saying that they, they were doing this. But it's almost like, like I don't want to be associated with this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, neither of them are going to feature again now for the rest of the season, but. I just, I just wonder what goes through players' minds, you know. I don't think, like, it's, it's really hard because tackles, they're not, I'm going to make this tackle to get sent off. No. I don't think it's that. But, like, you saw it in the Everton game as well. It's stupid fouls. If, if you're, mm. you know, if the player's on, um, on the way to your goal, totally free, and you bring him down so he doesn't score... That's yeah. different to if he's going away from the goal and you bring him down in it's free kick. Yeah. That, those two things are different. If he just there's no thought to anything. And I, I'm not sure what happened with the Leeds when I didn't see it, but no. they, if they're having that as a reoccurring theme, something's going on there. I don't, I don't think, think they're trying to get sent off though. Yeah, um, I don't think either players I do think sorry, I do think they were sending off, you know, from what I saw, oh. sending off. It's not one of those that you can say, well, you know, VAR got it wrong or something. They, they were definitely, yeah. definitely there. But uh, but yeah, Leeds, I can say, holding on to, you know, well, it might be too yeah. late by the time we get to, to with depending what happens with uh, Burnley and uh, and Everton midweek. But they're giving themselves a chance. Um mm-hmm. ah, now probably the game of the weekend, let's be honest with you. <laughs> This was almost as big a shock as United Kingdom nearly winning Eurovision. <laughs> I don't know what actually was the biggest shock. Um, had had the had there not been a public vote, we would of course would have won Eurovision. But five one. I mean, I mean, Brad, who's in, we did the post match show, and a lot of people say, "Well, it's only Bradford; they were down." But when you're actually confirmed to be relegated, that's when teams can be at their most dangerous because. They're just pressure playing, for, yeah. They're, 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 the pressure's off exactly. Uh, I thought this was a. I thought we were one nil down. I mean, we did we did a bit of the watch along with this, but mm-hmm. I mean, we were one nil down. I thought here we go. 
and I was I was a little bit annoyed, should we say, a tad a tad upset. Um, but and I think the the Leicester of earlier in the season might well have not won this or even just got a draw. But it was good to see how we came back, and we didn't we didn't say right, we're two one up, we're just going to enjoy it now. We went for it. Yeah, and that I think is something that has been shown under Rogers that you know they're not just happy with two one or even three one sometimes like this. They keep going for the game. Yes, yeah. it was only Watford, and yes, they're already relegated, and yes, they are a poor team. But you still have to go out and perform against that that poor team. You mm. know, to score five goals, right? That should be celebrated. That <laughs> doesn't no. happen every day for us. Like, just enjoy it. No, just enjoy I mean, it. That that's our biggest win of the season um, yeah. in the Premier League, and it was. And I yes, but you, you can only play who's against you, and it happened to be this week Watford, and last week it was Norwich. But like I say, I think we have. You know, we I accept that earlier in the season when I look at it, we probably wouldn't have got three nil and five ones against those two teams. Yeah, yeah. well, we didn't, did we? But yeah, now it it just. It did seem 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 to click at last. Um, yeah. Of course, Danny Ward was on for Schmeichel. Um, Brendan's come out because there's rumours, and I don't know what what it was. It was about you know uh, a disciplinary thing for Casper. I've I don't know whether you've heard anything, but no. I, I certainly can't find anything. And and Brendan has come out and said that he had spoken to Casper and said once we're safe, it will be you'll play two and. Daniel played too. I hadn't realised that he'd never actually played in the Premier League. No, I I didn't know that. I thought he must have done, but Mm. obviously not. And to be fair, did a decent enough job. And like, obviously, again, the you know shooting of the opponents is not very good. But I thought he did okay. I I have no problem with him playing. And to be honest, again, Casper's not going to last forever. We are going to have to decide what we're going to do. Whether that's buy someone else, use Ward. Mm. Or the other guy, like you've got to make that choice, and yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, there's a lot of rumors linking Schmeichel with Newcastle, yeah. And to be honest with you, I think if Schmeichel came in and said, Look, guys, you know, they're <laughs> offering me shed loads of money, uh, I've loved my time here, we know it, you know, the, the, the feelings he had for Vichai and Top and everything, and he said, Look, you know, it's, it's basically it's one last payday, I want to mm. go. I wouldn't begrudge him the move, and I would be quite happy moving Ward up to that number one position, and then Iverson up and to shadow Ward for a couple of seasons because he he he, he struggled with the corner, but then so did Casper. Yeah. But he pulled off some some good saves, and we know we've seen what he can do in the cup. He's a very good goalkeeper on his, on his you know on his own standards. Yeah, I really don't see him. Casper leaving, I, I just don't see it. I think he's got. Oh, I think he will end his career at Leicester. But if he was to go, knowing that you've got Ward as the backup, mm. and just like you say, you're not going to buy another goalkeeper. They have to buy. Like, that will be mm. a choice that again they'll have to make. But yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with him. Again, being, again, being you are much, one. much too young to remember this because even I'm too young to remember it. But <laughs> uh, we used to have. It's not often I can say that. I'm going to lie, but yeah, we. Are. I mean, Brad's going to know what I'm going to say because I've, I've said this many times. You know, we we had Gordon Banks, England goalkeeper, World Cup winner, and Peter Shilton was knocking on the on the gaffer's door, going, "Yeah, I want my chance. What's happening?" And yeah. they let Gordon Banks go, and. You know, he went to Stoke, etc. And obviously, Peter Shilton, we all know what happened with Peter Shilton. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes, you know, if that decision has to be made, um, my worry is with Michael, is he's such a legend at Leicester, a bit like Jamie Vardy. And yeah. at what point as a manager do you actually say to somebody like that, Come on, it's time. I'm going to play you less now. <laughs> it's, uh, I've got to give this other fella a chance. To me, that's what you do. You say, look, mm. I, I want you here. I, I still think you're a good player. I still think you've got something to offer the club. Yeah. But I will be playing you less because this guy's just, you know, this guy deserves his chance or whatever it be. That is how you do it. And then it's up to Casper. Do you want to sit on the bench for 
a majority of the season and stay at Leicester, or do you want to go and find another club and yes, and play every game? That's his decision then, and I think yes. that's what will happen. I don't think Rodgers is going to go to Smith and say, "Yeah, you're on the transfer list. We want you gone." Mm. It will be that. It will be maybe I'm not going to play you every game. Well, he's, he's, he's come out and said yeah, it. If what he's saying to the papers is true, he's already come yeah. out and said that to Casper. Yeah. And I kind of think Casper's big enough to say, okay, I get it. Yeah. You know, I don't think I don't think he's one that would sort of go off in a in a huff. But um, but yeah, two points there. Think, Brad... Sorry, sorry I do on. think as well that what Rogers has said to Casper about Ward having him having two and then Ward having two is only till the end of the season. Yeah. I don't think yeah. he's doing that. When the season starts, he will make a choice between the two, and the he that whoever he chooses will be our goalkeeper. Because yeah. I don't think he can do that in, in the Premier League, can you? You can't play two games with one goalkeeper and then two oh, games no, no, with no, the no. other. It will only be till the end of the season, then that decision will get made in the summer. Of course, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't mean change the goalkeeper every every two weeks. Um, but, uh, we, we, I've said that we, we we've been doing that with our defenders all season, haven't we? But, yeah. You know, I'm just reading here. Rogers said he felt it was important for the health of the group that Ward's patience and quality over the past four years was rewarded, and he was also due to play against Norwich in midweek. Schmeichel will come back in the final two games of the season against Chelsea and Southampton, though. Uh, well, so yeah, he, he's dropping him in. You know, he's giving him a bit of maybe Ward's come along and going, look, Gaffer, what's happening? You know. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the thing. It must be so hard being mm. second choice, especially in that goalkeeper position, because it doesn't change. No, strikers change, midfielders change, and even defenders change to a degree. Goalkeepers don't really. You know, you have a yeah. goalkeeper that you play. Yes, you have backup options in case of injuries, but. They don't play that much. They'll play the odd cup game like Ward has done. And then that must be hard to train every week, every day, knowing you're not going to play. That must be yeah. horrible. We must be so hard. Yeah. So, yeah, I won't blame Danny if he's gone. You know, we're not going down. We're not going getting into Europe now. Can I have some game time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Brad says there, um, Ward is his predecessor. Ward is now in prime position to take over the reins. Can't see Casper retiring here, but can see him playing for us maybe next two seasons with Ward stepping up more in the second season. Uh, and as Chris says, I think he's just got to give Casper a break. And Casper's one of those, I think, that would say, like, I don't need a break, boss. You know, I really yeah. don't need a break. But And of course, let's not forget, we have got the amazing Djibokovic. Still, God yeah. knows what God knows what he's been. If Ward's been uh, twiddling his thumbs, I think yeah. uh, I think Yopakovich has been twiddling his thumbs, his toes, and anything else he can get hold of. But, um, now, in fact, maybe I shouldn't have said it not quite like that. Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, Liverpool blinked midweek uh, with the draw, and then Manchester City blinked and. 2-0 down. They could have won this 3-2. How costly could be Riyad Mahrez's? And we know what it's like. He can miss his penalties sometimes. You know, that, again, it's it's opened it up, hasn't it? Because it, if if Man City had won this, you'd have just given them the title. Yeah, I think so. And, again, yes, it, for the those neutrals, it's great. As a Man City fan, you're not happy. You're not happy yeah. that they've not beat West Ham, but you're also not happy because... It just leaves the door open. Like you want it shut as soon as possible. Um, yes. I still think Man City will win. And for a penalty miss, you know what? The best players in the world have missed penalties. Yeah, yeah. It's not an exact science, you know. Ronaldo has, Messi has, Shearer missed penalties. Even good penalty takers miss. They don't score mm. every one they've ever taken. So yeah, I don't think that again can be held against no. Mares, but. No. It could be something that they look back on later thinking, you know, if he had scored, we would have won it. Mm. And that said, there's four points between, uh, I forgot that I thought there was three, but there's four points between Liverpool and Man City. Uh, Man City have only got the one game left. Liverpool are going to their feeder club, Southampton, midweek. So you're thinking, looking at the, the, the form of those two, that Liverpool should come away with the three points which yeah. will mean it is all down to the last day. Um, I'm not sure Liverpool have got on the last day, but um, in fact, let's have a look. Who have Liverpool got on the last day? They have got, they are home to Wolves 
But Man City, they've got the one game left. They're at home to Aston Villa. So very even, evenly matched games there. Yeah, that last day, I'd expect both of them to win. I mean, that doesn't mean they're going to, but I'd expect that to happen. So, yeah, yeah I would expect them both to win on that last day. And yeah. I still, it's still, to me, it's Man City's to lose. You know, they've, they've yeah. got that point of advantage still with one game to go for them. So, yeah. yeah. Now, like you say, Chris, I thought it was four, but uh, three, but it was four, like you say. And I don't necessarily think it's a miracle. I mean, you know, if West Ham can hold Man City to a draw, you know, may, maybe won't, well, Aston Villa, with the way it's going, there's no reason why they can't get a draw at Man City. You know, no, it's, it's great. Exactly. It could go either way. It really could. Yeah. We've just got to watch them, watch them wait. Yeah, at least at least I can say it's gone down to to this last day, and it's not like a yeah. you know like Spain or or Scotland or somewhere, and you know it, it wasn't over in March, you know. <laughs> um, and Wolves, I mean Wolves started off so well, you know. I thought they're an outside bet for Europe with West Ham. To be honest with you, uh, I, I didn't think that they would do well because they changed the manager, Nuno had left, and Bruno's come in, um, and started really well but they've kind of dropped off a little bit haven't they and they would have been disappointed Wolves would yeah. have been disappointed with this result yes yes anyone going to Norwich or playing Norwich and not winning would have been disappointed especially at home but yeah again Wolves it, I think what we do is we look at that table early on in the season and we just assume that that's what it's going to stay like mm. and it, it doesn't that's not how it usually happens you know, West Ham were top fourteen. Well, no, they're not. <laughs> they never <laughs> were. Um, and and people just get carried away with it with the hype of it all. Um, yes. but yeah, I don't think Wolves have had a bad season. It's just not been as good as it has been in previous ones. That that is true. That is true. Uh, I I always think that Le- Leicester have been that team that might just break into that top six. When it obviously wasn't going to be us this season, I was hoping that somebody else could do it, be that a West Ham or Wolves, Brighton, whoever. Mm. Because I think it's always nice to see, like you say, somebody just, you know, saying to the big six, like, we are still here, you know, we are still here. But, you know, it's uh, unfortunately, well, they've all all, all dropped off. I think West Ham are going to get Europe again, looking at the table, but as we will do in a minute. But uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm... like I say, they're just falling off towards the end of the season. And Norwich, like, well, we know what they're like. Um, and you know what, um, Chris, I would tell your mother-in-law, oh, sorry, tell your mother, his <laughs> mother-in-law, to look away now. You know, <laughs> they always say that on the telly, don't they? Everton two, Brentford three. Uh, and let me, you could also say that the score was Everton nine, Brentford eleven. If we're counting players on at the end of the pitch, yeah. uh, are still on the pitch at the end of the game. Uh, this was a must-win for Everton. Um, I don't know if you saw the game at all. I did see. Uh, I caught. I think the second half. Right. Um, so I only saw the second sending off, which from Rondon was just ridiculously stupid. Like he didn't need to do that. Mm. There was no threat to the goal. There was no threat to anything. Yeah. Um, I have seen this, the first red, though, um, later on, and I think he's just a bit unlucky, to be honest. I think yeah. it's just a bit unlucky. But by the letter of the law, it is red card. Um, and they did so well to just stay in the game as well. You know, that yeah. they could quite easily have capitulated after that red card because um, it was always then an uphill hill battle and again you can argue say it might have been different but it's a home game and if you're down there you need to win your home games um but again it's still in their hands still in the driving seat to stay up so that's all they need to worry about obviously this season if they manage that then again go again next season but they've, they've got major problems there and they need to sort out otherwise they will be here again next season yeah, and like I say, tomorrow night at seven, we do have that relegation special. And the Everton uh, representative, uh, you, I've had him on the show a few times, Elton Wellsby, who used to um, 
present ITV uh, football coverage, um, the uh, the Jeff Stelling of his day almost, if you like. And he doesn't hold back when it comes to talking about Everton and their owners. So um, we'll see. Though he, he did say, I don't know whether this is fair enough, but he said that they'll be the biggest club to go down. Um, and and I'm, I, think, I know... I think- Newcastle might have something to say about that. I think they might do, to be honest with you, <laughs> indeed. But I think it doesn't do clubs any harm. And I'm sorry, Lou and Chris, I know there's sort of you know, the Everton connection there, but it doesn't do these clubs any harm sometimes just to just to go a step back and have a dose of reality. Yeah. And again, like, you know Everton aren't going to be down there very long if they do go down because they're going to have the money and the budget to get back up. And that essentially is what helps. Yeah. However, you have got to make sure that you come back up. Otherwise, you do end up in trouble and you end up yeah. kind of getting in that forest left in mould where it does take you 10 seasons to get back. Yes. You know, Everton fans will not allow that. They won't want that. No, no. No, no group of fans are going to want that. But, yeah, I, I worry for Everton because I think if they did go down, they've got, Issues that aren't about what's on the pitch, you know, and that's the biggest yeah, thing. Easy to fix the stuff on the pitch, and mm. you're going down a division, so what you're playing on the pitch isn't, you know, as good. Yeah. But if it's up above, that's a lot harder to sort out, and that's that's where Everton are, where they are. I think money has been thrown at the club to buy mm-hmm. players, and I think they've 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 had the old sort of you know. Um, alcoholic in the pub syndrome. <laughs> give me that, mm-hmm. give me that, give me that. And they've not really put any thought into who they've been buying. You know, I mean, I know Steve Walsh, not the player, the that the uh the, the coach went to to Everton. And not saying not the coach, but yeah, uh, the, he was obviously was did very, very well with us and our signings. Uh but Apparently, Everton fans said, bloody hell, he used all his luck and his knowledge up on you guys. He had none left when he came to us. And again, uh, it's about him being able to go, this play's worth it. I think this yeah. play's worth it. And being backed. Because yes. essentially, yeah. the owners are the ones with the money. If they, if they don't allow it or they don't want it, it can't happen. Mm. You know, if they're, they're saying, well, we know best, we don't want that, we're going to buy this player. That's what's going to happen. That's that's not Steve Walsh's fault, and I'm no. not saying that is what's happening. No, but I wouldn't put it past these owners. Yes, yeah. Um, Chris says here, um, Ben built Ben, <laughs> Bill and Ben, the flower pot men. <laughs> I mean, that that you, know, you don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? <laughs> Again, you're much too young, but Bill and Ben, the flower pot men, when us of an older generation were younger, that was as exciting as our as our kids' <laughs> TV got, you know. Uh, they were the Teletubbies of them day of their day, uh. Bill would turn around to Ben and go, slobble, lobble, 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 lobble. And Ben would say, stop, you pissed. Anyway, <laughs> Bill, Bill Kenwright needs to set record state with Missouri and stop autograph chasing. He does. Agreed, agreed. Um, Spencer, he takes it a step further, does Spencer. Everton are rotten to the core from the top to the bottom. I think that's a bit unfair, to be honest with you. I think, you know, any club's got. It, it, it's it, every club's got problems in different ways, you know. Man United have got the same problem. It's about getting the right owners. And I, I was watching a, a a thing on YouTube the other day about uh, Portsmouth Football Club and how they'd gone from winning the FA Cup to to yeah. the fourth tier, and that was all after Mandrich sold the club um, mm-hmm. to somebody that turned out not to be as honest. And I know things are checked differently now. But yeah. it just shows, and I was worried when Mandrich sold out to, to, to obviously the you know, King Power. I was thinking, like, who are these guys? What are they yeah. going to do? Is this another gay dark, you know, from Portsmouth? Um, but I think about right from the start, you know, when King Power said to Mandrich, right, we want you to stop for six months and talk us through this and show us. Mm-hmm. And I just think it was, you know, we've struck very, very lucky. And one thousand percent, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes I think, you know, I mean, Sheffield United, they always say that they're owned by um, 
uh, a, um, a Saudi as well. And they always joke that uh, we must get the one Saudi who's got no money. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, 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 it happens. But anyway, these are the midweek games. and still to play this week. Uh, Newcastle are going to be kicking off against Everton in about seven minutes' time. No, they're not. They're going to be kicking off against Arsenal in seven minutes' time. Yeah. They, they can't play both of them, Newcastle. <laughs> um, Arsenal, a must win for Arsenal. Would you agree? Yeah. You know, they've got, if they want yeah. top I four. Point, I think this point of the season, they're all must win for, for teams like Arsenal who have still got stuff to play for. Yeah. I think yeah. you can't pick and choose when you win. And it's not going to be easy for them going to St James's Park. I mean, you know, no. Eddie Howe's got a good team set up there now. You know, they were. Yeah. They were Way you know they're, they're safe in centre of the table, and you wouldn't have thought that at the start of the season. And of course, yeah. it is you know <laughs> at home for Newcastle, and that they, that that crowd can make some noise. Sure, <laughs> but uh, then Tuesday, Liverpool as they're travelling down to their to their feeder feeder point, um, the feeder club. Sorry, you got to see Liverpool winning that. And yeah. then on Thursday, Everton Palace is a biggie. Um, and Aston Villa Burnley is a biggie for um, for both Everton and, and Burnley in the relegation zone. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got well, what happened last season? Chelsea lost an FA Cup final and hosted us a few days later. What's happening this season? Chelsea have lost an FA Cup final and hosting us a few days later. Um, is this, is it? I, I can't. As much as I hate saying it, if you give me a point at this point, I'd take it. Yeah, I mean, again, it, it doesn't really make any difference now whether we win or not. To me, they've got to put in a good performance. Mm. Put in a good performance and just play and hope we win. Yeah. Because I don't think... It, it's, a, it's not a disaster if we lose from now to the end of the season, but that's not why we want to end the season to start the next one. Like to me yeah. now, it's all about next season. Yes, that yeah. start to next season is important because this season has gone wrong for the reasons we've already stated. But it has gone wrong. It's not where we want to be. No. We need to end the season strong, and that isn't always in wins. That's that's to me is in performances because Chelsea obviously a very good side, but you know. Yeah, what will happen will happen. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Well. definitely. And for me, like you say, winning it, it does. If you finish on a winning note, and let's let's not remember, or let's not forget. Sorry, let's not <laughs> let's not forget uh, the the great escape season. You yeah. know the way we finished that season obviously helped going into the next season. Yeah. Um, and and I know what Brendan has sort of said about playing some of the some of the kids. Um, I don't think he will do now, to be honest with you, because I think he I think to play the kids against Chelsea could actually set them if you know <laughs> if they got mm -hmm. a stuffing could set them back further than than anything he might gain from it. It also shows the mentality of the players and whether they're going to be able to make it in the game because you're always going to get defeats, you're always going to get setbacks. Yes. You have to be able to overcome setbacks. So mm. I don't know. Maybe he will. I don't but think they have a full side of youngsters, but you yeah. know, the odd one. I, I would have liked to see the odd one go out against Norwich and um, Watford because I think they were, in fairness, no disrespect to them, they were the easiest games on paper, you would say, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so I would have maybe liked to see a few youngsters be, be put in that. Um, I mean, you've got, I suppose, Norwich. I don't know that both those games he could have done. I just think I, I would be happy. And I think this is maybe what Brenda's thinking. Let's try and finish in the top half of the table. Because again, okay. on that on that match of the day on Sunday night, when they put that table up and it flashes a, the top half, and you're on that first graphic, it's so much better than being on the second graphic and below. Um uh, so I think you know, if we can finish in the top ten, you know, eighth, nine, tenth, and have got to a European semi-final. Although, be it not the one we wanted, I don't think we can we can complain too badly. No, and and again, it's context of the season as well, mm. because the context of the season is injuries, and it's been the key word. And it literally was get a player back, lose one, get a player back, lose one, and that's not good for the team. Let's no. have, they're not that team that has got that that second team that can win every week. We're not Man City 
no, we haven't got that money to do that. No. So, yeah, just write this season off. I think if, it, if he does play the youngsters, I'm not going to be disappointed by it. No, um, no. But at the same time, like I said, there's not a lot to play for. So why not? If, if you've got youngsters that you think are on that cusp of maybe making the squad, why not play them? See what they can do. Like, now is the time, because when you start next season, you're not going to be wanting to take risks on people. You need to know what they can do. So oh, now is the I, time. I agree. I, mean, I remember when, when Brendan joined us from Celtic, the fact oh. that he came down with those 10 Premier League games still to go, or I think yeah. it was 10, I mean, it was, he would have learned more from watching those players in those last 10 proper you know, Premier League games yeah. than he ever would from a few you know, mid uh, uh, pre-season friendlies against Kettering yeah. and Burton or whatever, you know. So yeah. we will see. Yeah, in Brendan, we trust. In Brendan, we trust. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Louise, thank you so much. Uh, like we said earlier, this is the last one. Uh, I'll let you go. And if you want to watch the Newcastle Arsenal, you can yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you so much. We'll be doing this again next season. Hope to have you back then. Yeah. And of course, next Monday... We've got the Leicester Till I Die Award. So um, I know yep. you're still considering a few of those. I, I we'll am. See yeah. you, yes, we'll see you on. Uh, we'll see you next Monday for that. When well, no, hopefully you've decided by then. Yeah, hopefully I've decided. <laughs> okay. All, I'll, I'll have, if you've got a choice of two, let me know because I can have two graphics ready depending which okay. way you go. Like on a okay. Louise, as I think, great. Thanks for everything this season. I'll see you next Monday and enjoy the game. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh, thanks to Louise there. She's been a great addition to the team. Um, absolutely, absolutely amazing. Uh, her knowledge. I'm really, really pleased to have her on. Uh, this has been Leicester Till I Die TV. And don't forget where you can find us. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Broadcasting live worldwide. We are indeed. Now then, uh, what's coming up, I hear you say, What's coming up, Chris? There you go. I told you I heard it. Nine o'clock. Come back and see us. We're doing exactly the same as we've just been doing, but talking European football. La Liga, Bundesliga, League One and Serie A. Uh, we'll be talking about that at nine o'clock with Doug and Anthony. Um, so that that's always it. Again, this will be the last one of those. So, so join us for that uh, at nine o'clock. Tomorrow at seven it's the football show and it's a relegation special. We've got a Leeds fan coming on. We've got Dan, Dan the Burnley fan, will be on with us as well. And we have a um, ex ITV sports uh, anchor, uh, Elton Wellsby, who's a big Everton fan. Um, which one of those is going to go down? We know two are going down. Who's going to go with them? And then we've got uh, the football and the last one of the um, predictions. At the moment, I think me and Brad are both joint top. I think we're on exactly the same. So a few games to go this week with results-wise, but um, it, it's, it's tight. It's more, who, who needs Man City and Liverpool when you got Brad and me fighting it out to see who's going to win the uh, prediction show? Steve Linex, he'll be there as well. He's kind of making up the numbers, bless him. <laughs> He's rocking along. And then following that on, uh, what day we do? What day are we doing this, I say? Uh, we are doing this on Wednesday at 7 o'clock. We've got a Chelsea preview. We've got a Chelsea fan, Ankit, joining us, uh, and Craig, obviously. And we will be looking at uh, our last away day of the season. And then coming up after all our last games, we've got um, Jerry Taggart. He's going to be coming along and he will be talking about Leicester's season. And let's be honest with you, he knows what he's talking about. So that will be that will be interesting to see his take on this season. It really will. And like I say, if you haven't already, thanks for watching. But please subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Click uh, those likes for me as well, and press that um, notification bell because 
we do so many shows, you don't want to miss them, especially next week because we've got so many specials coming up. And we've got, and hopefully, as well, Rob Tanner uh, from The Athletic, uh, Leicester's um, uh, representative at the, at the Athletic magazine, will be coming on as well. And if you have been listening to us on uh, Spotify, Anchor, um, Google, Amazon, Apple, whatever your favourite podcast platform is. If you've been listening to us, thank you so much. I do have a face for podcasts. I will see you back here at 9 o'clock. Thanks for everything. Thanks for watching. Thanks for all your support. Take care. See you in an hour. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.